This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. Now even older. Toodle pip. Hey, hey, come over here, go over there, don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head, hold out your hand, pull up your pants now. Why did you pull down your pants? We only just met, but that's why I like you. People connecting, grandma's laughing, nostalgia and ethnic dancing. And uh, that was Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy by the Andrews Sisters. It's a little fast for me. I've never really, uh, never really liked that song. No, it is a little bit racy. I've never been a huge fan either. Um, hello, everyone, uh, all our listeners out there in La La Land, and uh, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Granny Bingo Wireless. Yeah. Good to have your company. My name is Edith Vale, and I'm joined here by me best mate in Harvard, Maureen McGillicuddy. G'day, g'day, and uh, and a happy Anzac Day to all of you for yesterday. I hope everyone celebrated still, even though we didn't get a public holiday for it. How's your week been, love? Oh, it's it's been it's been alright actually. Oh, on the 23rd of April, they released the new issue of uh, Take Five, and that's Life magazine. So I get that delivered still to the bunker. The little bloke on the bike comes and he brings it down to the bunker and slips it under the bunker door which definitely has me worried that if he can get a magazine underneath the bunker door it's probably not that secure anyway that's a problem for tomorrow and so I've been doing puzzles galore uh, there Uh, Edith could you please Edith, can you please move over a little bit sorry, for yeah. me? Sorry. Yeah, that, that, that's right. Um, and so Actually, while that, we're on the topic, if we are going to be airing grievances, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't help but notice this morning you used my mug, and I know it was you because there was four scoops of Makona and six scoops of sugar in there. And that could have been anybody. No, I know. I know that Caroline only drinks the Nescafe and I only have the five sugars. I know that it was you, and I've told you before, do not use my mug. Oh, okay, all right, whatever. What, well, you know, if we're on the same subject, I wouldn't mind if you'd pull the toilet brush out sometimes when you paint the porcelain, all right? It's it's plastered up the side of the toilet bowl. Do you have to... Uh, this is another thing, talking about my personal bodily fluids on the podcast. I have told you time and time again, I do not want you talking about my bodily functions to complete strangers. Listen, I'm sorry about this, listeners. This is very unprofessional of us, oh. you know. Maureen and I have been having a few issues. To be fair, we have now been locked in this bunker for six weeks, and uh, it's starting to get to us. We're getting at each other's goat. We are, that's true. And look, we've been trying to work our way through it. We thought the best way to deal with our issues is to write a song about them. Oh, that's what we always have done. I I tell you, I don't don't know if there's much coming back since Edith ate my white chocolate lint bunny from Easter, but (laughs) let's hope the song works. So we're going to premiere our brand new song, in self-isolation for you here on the Granny Bingo Wireless Podcast right now. Hit it, DJ! We rarely left the house before coronavirus 
just getting out of bed enough to overtire us. But we're in prison now because of this disease. I knew we should have kept a better eye on those Chinese. Now the lock-in is getting to my brain. And to, to be, be honest, honest it is driving me insane. All we do is knit and stare off into space. And when Caroline's asleep, we draw cocks on her face. How long have we been here? I think it's been a year. And it's a year I'm not enjoying. I look into her eyes and I just can't disguise that it is hitting me. She's shitting me. My God, God, she's so so annoying. annoying. With With barely enough food supplies to last us the duration. We shut the blinds. And lost our minds. In self-isolation. In self-isolation. Try to keep the house as quiet as we can. Except for mornings when she screams at Kerry-Ann. Bitch! Why does she cover everything in talcum powder? I swear her chewing couldn't be any louder. No sugar in my tea, she knows I like it sweet. The couch is covered with the dead skin from her feet. Every tiny thing she does just makes me bristle. And when she's breathing through her nose, it makes a whistle! And now I'm stuck inside. I want to run and hide. It's almost like I've never known her. It's messing with my head. Someone will end up dead. It will be homicide. Or suicide. It It won't won't be be the the corona. We're short on toilet paper, so thank God for constipation. It's getting rough. I've had enough. In self-isolation. Follerona. In self-isolation. Follerona. In self-isolation. Follerona. In self-isolation. Follerona. I'm so sick of her face. To get some space, I'm knitting myself a hazmat suit. At least for most of the day, Caroline is away. At the supermarket, coughing on the fruit. (coughs) She smells like kerosene. Her skid marks are obscene. I think she's taken my take five. Uh, Who ate the last sausage? The milk lives in the fridge. I'm gonna snap and and she'll she'll be lucky lucky to survive. I'm so sick of her voice. The only answer is sedation. Hey, where's my cup? Ah, just shut up! In self-isolation. In self-isolation. In self-isolation. In self-isolation. Baby, let's go. Edith, Maureen and Caroline, without wires. It's Granny Bingo Wireless. Well, there you have it. We hope you enjoyed our newest hit single. 
Yeah, you know, that has done the trick, love. I feel a lot better about spending time with you down here, and I reckon we'll last another week. The world has lifted off my shoulders. I feel so much better. I'm glad. You know, we used to write and record a lot of music during the war, didn't we? We had records galore, and uh, we were very big. We we went to entertain the troops in World War II, Vietnam. We've done a lot of tours of duty. In that regard, so it's it's nice to be it's nice to be recording again. And we are very excited to tell you as well that we will be releasing a video clip for our brand new song oh. very soon. So keep an eye on our social media if you want to see the world premiere of the video clip of In Self Isolation by Edith Vale and Maureen McGillicuddy featuring Caroline Springs. And speaking of Caroline Springs, for anyone that's not listened to the podcast before, Caroline Springs is a ranched old whore of a woman that uh, we unfortunately have to live with. Uh, she is a dumb mute. She's the uh, she's the human version of uh, the human creation of when your contact lenses go dry and you try to put them in your eye. She's that. I've never heard a better description. In fact, I might have that put on her gravestone. I've already got it. I've already done that. I've already done that. I called them last You've got week. it had it made. Gosh, you're a thinker. Thank you, love. You know, it's fun. Do you know much about copyright law? Um, look, uh, not enough, Edna. I mean, Edith. Right. Uh, well, the reason I ask is I, I was watching the news the other day and uh, Donald Trump, the uh, the, the president of the, the USA, um, he was on there and he was saying that you should, if you want to get rid of the coronavirus, you should inject disinfectants and cleaning agents. Well, Caroline Springs is furious because she has been doing that for years. Oh. As you know, Maureen, she was taking a lot of drugs in the 70s oh, and the yeah. 80s. It was very cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing she'd take for a while and it wouldn't, you know, have the full effect that it had had previously, so she'd go on to the next hardest thing and the next hardest thing. Well, it got to the point where she was just injecting PinoClean straight into her veins, yeah. you know, yeah. just for a kick, just to get some life. And she started doing that in 1978 is when she started with Pinoclean. She's tried Dettol as well. It's very Dettol. sad. Oh, yes, yeah, she drinks the Dettol. She's, uh, that cleans her right out, you know. Yeah. She has been medical testing on this for years. I think she probably owns the patent for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, she's thinking about suing the, the president uh, oh. to try and... Uh, Steal his idea. Yeah. Now, speaking of the news, we had our... Uh, as any granny chaser would know, we have our little production meeting before this. and uh, I do scones, Maureen does lamingtons, and yep. Caroline puts a pot of tea on. It's lovely. It's, it's, it's lovely. We sit around and just catch up, you know. We just we shoot the breeze. And uh, I tabled something, because I, I love Studio 10. I love really? it. I reckon that's the best. It's best news, and it's got Natasha Belling, and she does the mm. news because I love that. I could watch the news all day, and mm. uh, and uh, I, 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 I tabled something at this uh, the meeting this week. Uh, I'd like this podcast to be a little bit less uh, upbeat and a bit more serious, a bit more gritty. That's the word. I seconded this uh, this motion at the meeting because I watched the 7pm project. I love it with Wally Darley. 
And uh, I agree with you, love. I think we could take this podcast down a bit more of a serious route mm. and, uh, you know, cover some of the hard-hitting news that, that a lot of other podcasts don't have the balls to cover. Mm. So um, in light of that, I, I was watching the ABC News uh, and every day they seem to be crossing to the Prime Minister's press conferences. I think if you can work it out on the computer, love, we might do a live cross. The Prime Minister, he's just finished a press conference, but if we cross over right now, we might just get the questions that he does with the journalists. I I was just reading the one that he's doing there. It was one one of the boring ones. It wasn't about how many people are dying. It was about the economy, but I'm sure that will... It'll be interesting to see if I can make it work. Hold on. Uh, Live. L-I-V-E. Cross. Enter. Ah, it's working. Which will then guide us in making a decision on when the preliminary budget can be announced. And in turn, the final budget will follow some months after that. So, in short, no. Uh, Yes, Glenn. Yeah, does the government have a projected loss of income for a typical Australian household over the next six-month period? There are many factors to consider here, Glenn. We obviously have to look at uh, the median income of uh, Australian households across the socio-economic strata uh, over the entire country, and, and it is a big country and then factor in the downturn in the, in the corporate sector, which has not yet been confirmed. So, in short, no. Uh, yes, Shane. Prime Minister, some hospitals in rural areas have said that they are running short on personal protection equipment. Does your government have a plan to get these items to hospitals? Uh, very good question, Shane. Uh, I'll pass to the uh, Federal Health Minister, who has some good news for you on that front. Uh, thank you, Prime Minister. Um, After many discussions with the federal government and state premiers, we have decided that the issue of PPE, personal protective equipment, should be left to the local councils. They are in the best position to know what they need. So, in short, no. Thank you, Federal Health Minister. Uh, Next question, Phil. A record number of Australians have signed up for the federal government's New Start payments, but many are reporting that they... In short, no. Oh, I haven't finished asking the question yet. Sorry, keep going. Many are reporting that they haven't received a payment yet. Do you know when all payments will be finalised? Uh, no. Alex. Thank you, Prime Minister. We're seeing a disproportionate amount of... No! Tony. Ah, thank you, Prime Minister. No, 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 no. Question from you, John. No. No way, Jose Niente nine. Oh hell no, it ain't gonna happen. Nah. Gavin. Prime Minister. Malcolm Turnbull's book came out this. Malcolm Turnbull. No, uh, uh, negatory. Talk to the hand, girlfriend. The opposite of yes. Ain't nobody got time for that. Never in your life. When hell freezes over from my cold, dead hand. N O spells nah. Right. Well, I think that's all we have time for today. Uh, we'll be holding another press conference at a time we cannot confirm on a day in the near to medium distant future in an undisclosed location which we may or may not tell you about. Thank you. News, sport, weather, traffic, knitting patterns. Granny Bingo Wireless News. I think now it might be time for a word from one of our sponsors. We are all struggling through this difficult time. 
but there is a vulnerable group of Aussies who have been forgotten in this pandemic. AFL players. These poor men are acclimatised to getting paid millions of dollars for kicking a ball between two sticks. But now, they are being forced to live in lockdown like everyone else. With no access to running beer or cocaine, and no platform to vent their homophobic, misogynistic, vaguely religious rants, these people must spend their days locked up in their Albert Park mansions, living off fragois and champagne with their supermodel girlfriends. Without a daily visit from his maid, 23-year-old Davo was found living in a filthy penthouse apartment and had been forced to drink dirty water from a bong. 21-year-old Smithy was found sleeping naked in the streets after a big one with the boys. 27-year-old Griffo has to walk half a kilometre a day to pick up his Uber Eats from the gate at the end of his driveway. The following voice is from Miko, a 26-year-old Collingwood player. G'day, it's Daniel Michaels here, or Miko. Um, I was contracted for four years with Collingwood, one million dollars a year, but this year, due to this situation, I'm standing to make only $750,000. People are saying that we should support the arts, but honestly, fuck the arts, it's for poofs. For as little as $800 a day, you can support an AFL player's drug habit. For $20,000, you can contribute to an AFL player's next boys' trip to Thailand. Or for just $74,000, you can pay for a sex worker's silence. Please go to afl.com.au and help support a football player like Miko today. Um, has anyone got any bags? The only breakfast show that starts before 4am. You're listening to Granny Bingo Wireless. All right, well, I guess we'd better get on to another segment, love. Well, we should, and this segment has just been uh, nominated for a Walkley Award, for those of you that know it's the, the, the journalism logies, so to speak, and um, and we're up for that one, so that'll be really good if we can win it. This is called Agony Grands. And this is a little segment where people can write to us and tell us their problems, and uh, we'll, we'll give you some advice, some life advice. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're very open, we're very understanding, oh. there's no judgement here, you can can write anything at all and and we will listen to it with an open ear and open heart and we will open our mouths to give you some advice. It's all about being open. All right. Yep, here you go. Right, first let's... There's a few of them. I I punched a few out on the the photo stat. What's it called? A printer. Here. Uh, Here, I'll just go for the top of the pile. Here we go. It starts, hello. I am generally a pretty bright and bubbly person, just like you, love. Kindred spirits. <laughs> uh, but since I've been in isolation, I have been feeling a bit blue. The dark feelings come over me, and I struggle to shake them off. Sometimes it can last for days. Oh, dear. I find myself most of the time in my bed, avoiding phone calls, just wishing I could go back to sleep. I hate feeling like this. Is there anything I can do? Kirsty in Phillip Island. If you lived in Phillip Island, there wouldn't be too much to be depressed about. I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have no. thought so. No. Oh, Kirsty. What I would say is pull your socks up and stop feeling like that. It, it's stupid. 
And it's mm. selfish. And it's pointless. Yeah. What is the point of being miserable and lying in bed all day? Yeah. Get out of yeah. bed. Have a shower. Put, put a smile yeah. on your dial. You know, we... We didn't have mental health in our day. It wasn't a no, thing when no, we were no. young. Uh, you know, it's a recent invention. Edith, I, I almost wish that we did have mental health when we were younger because we could have got out of so much. Oh, I can't do that. I have bad mental health. It's not real. It's a recent invention and it's uh. a stupid invention. And I don't know really why this generation is so obsessed with it. We got by just fine without it. Well, Edith, I don't want to correct you or, or make you sound silly, but if you remember correctly, when we were a little younger, I mean, our children had moved out uh, in the in the sixties, late fifties and sixties. Uh, a lot of our friends were starting to feel a bit miserable during the day. You remember, they'd be vacuuming and they'd start crying. There was an epidemic amongst Australian women because of this. And uh, Kirsty, I'm not a doctor, but I think this would help. Uh, our doctors gave us Valium and lots of it. Tons of the stuff. The other thing I'd say to you, Kirsty, is that if you can't put a smile on your dial and you can't pull your socks up, stop telling people about it. Now you've made me feel blue. It's actually incredibly yes. selfish what you've done. Yes. You have taken the time to write this letter, to send it to me, and now I've read it, and now I feel depressed, and that is on you. You are a bad, selfish person, and maybe there is a reason that you feel the way you feel. You know, you live in Phillip Island, Kirsty, one of the happiest places in the world. Go feed a fairy penguin or something, you know, stop writing miserable letters to people, to poor old ladies who are just trying to host a lovely podcast, you know. That's what, right. what is wrong with you? What's wrong with Why you, Kirsty? Why would you You're do something like that? Oh, Bastard. my God. Jeepers, creepers, Kirsty. Hey, you know, I, I, I always thought that uh, depression was a lot like yawning. Once someone does it, you can't help yourself but to do it too. And it's up to you, Kirsty, to put a stop to it. No one else. It's no one else's responsibility. Mm. It's no one else's problem but your own. Best of luck with it, Kirsty. Thanks for Good writing. Good on you, love. Thanks for writing in. And I'll see you down at pub. There's a beautiful Indian restaurant in Phillip Island. I go there every year. We do a bus trip. Yeah. So I'll be sure to write back to you, Kirsty. Maybe we can have a coffee if you're still around. That's if you manage to shake off the dog before it bites you. Uh, I'll do me to do the next one. That'd be lovely. Thank you. Uh, hi, Edith, Maureen, and lovely Caroline. <laughs> lovely Caroline, my goodness. Has a sense of humour. <laughs> uh, uh, I remember hearing in an episode of your podcast that you're not terribly close with your children these days. That's dead right. Uh, but I hope you can still help me out. <clears throat> I'm working from home. This is that. This is an old new, isn't it, Edith? Working from home. Yes. Uh, I'm working from home, and my children are homeschooling, and we are spending more time than usual together. Some parents would complain, but my kids and I have a wonderful, friendly relationship, and always have fun together. Oh. Uh, they are eight and ten, and I treat them as adults. The problem is that my friends think I'm too open with them and say that I'm too close to be an effective parent. Do you have any advice on how to handle my friends? That's from Monique in Altona in Victoria. Gorgeous spot, Altona. Monique, mm, Monique, Monique. Well... I don't, I don't know about you, Edith. Were you very close to your children? I was. Uh, actually, that's one of the reasons they don't talk to me any longer. I was a little too close. Ah. We lived in a cult in the Adelaide Hills uh, in mm -hmm. the early... 
early 1960s. And, uh, it was, you know, there was lots of nudity and that sort of thing. And uh, they saw me naked, uh, f- I think one too many times, frolicking through right. the hills with baskets of, of flowers. You know, I had the, the, the little flower crown on and that sort of thing. Yes. And uh, I think the sight of me, that was burned into their brains. Uh, yeah. and, and that's why they stopped talking to me. There's only so many times you can see your mother trip on her own bosom. Um, But, you know, that was the problem. We we didn't wear bras, and our breasts hung very low, and they became tripping hazards, and and really, it's sad. It it tore a lot of families apart. It also tore a lot of other things off. Actually, Edith, now you're mentioning that about the Adelaide Hills, I do remember we... I flew to to Adelaide to see Edith. I'd been at her house. Your son, I don't know, Derek was at, at school... I don't know what how old he was. Anyway, we were at Alzadita's house, we're having a cup of coffee or something lovely, and uh, we got a phone call from the principal at the school, and uh, they said you have to come in here immediately, Mrs. Vale. So we both jumped in. I, you know, wherever my mate goes, I'm right there behind her. And uh, we got to the school. They said that we've had a report from your son, madam. He's got a bruised eye, um, and he's been. It looks like he's been beaten up. And I remember you started crying, you know. And the principal said, do you know where is this from? He says, you've inflicted this pain. This is the principal says to you. I was shocked as anything. But what it was, was that you had been cooking dinner and Tony Barber was on the TV and said something. You spun around and your boob hit him in the eye. Battery by boob. Battery by boob. Accidental, of course. I would never purposely raise a hand or a breast at anybody. Um, but, you know, that was one of the hazards of being a hippie. Mm. No, well, I had a very different... I wasn't very terribly close with my father. He was a warman, of course, a returned serviceman, and he was a bit funny after the war, you know. But our father's generation was funny, weren't they? There was something a little bit off with them. They weren't yeah. there, and... A little bit like Kirsty from Phillip Island. Very similar to Kirsty, that's right. And my dad would scream in the middle of the night, you know. And all that. That's right. Very we tough. would laugh so hard. He would wake up... He'd wake up, you know, in the shed. He didn't know how he got there. Screaming, <laughs> screaming, screaming. Oh. He'd be under a blanket going, oh, oh, charge! You know, he'd be out commando crawling along the front lawn with a broom <laughs> as a rifle. You know, he had no idea what was going on. Oh, the poor oh. bastard. Yeah, my dear old dad. My dear old dad. Anyway. Oh, no. We stood out the front for him for Anzac Day yesterday. Yeah, yet, we sure did. And But I was closer with my mother. More on a spiritual level, but of course, a mother is always close to her daughters, and uh, my mother was a gunt. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a what? A gunt. You know that. I've told you that before. My, 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 my Eileen Gunt. Eileen Gunt. G-U-N-T. Oh, sorry, it was her maiden name. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Oh, of course, you come from a long, long line of gunts, don't you? Oh, there's a lot of gunts in my family, yeah. Gunts as far as the eye can see at your family reunions? There's even a few gunts in America. Really? All over the world. All over the world. And there's a lot of gunts in Canberra. Right. And your mother was a gunt? My mother was a gunt. And her father was a gunt? Her father was a gunt, yep. And your great-grandfather, was he a gunt? Yes, he was. Yes, he was a gunt. So you're Maureen McGillicuddy knee-gunt. That's right. I'm a knee-gunt. A knee-gunt. Well. Yep. Sorry, love, I interrupted. That's okay. No, no. It's, it's tough to wrap your head around the uh, maiden names, etc. And uh, especially when it's a, a popular popular family like the Gunts. They used to call me at school Guntface. I remember that. I thought it was something else. But, uh, I guess it could have been. 
Anyway, sorry, um, I was very close to my mother. She taught me everything. Of course, Baking thinks she was a member of the CLA too. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think, Monique, that you have that much of a problem. My mother used to let me lick her beaters. And that was never a problem. These days you can't do that to a child because of egg allergies and nut allergies, you know. Uh, there was really good bonding time between my mother and I, Eileen and I. But, uh, look, Monique, apart from telling you the obvious, I'd almost say buggy your friends and spend more time with your kids. I reckon kids have gone wrong because we stick them in front of the TV rather than talking to them. Very good advice, love. Uh, ditch your friends and become close friends and rely on your children. In fact, cut everyone else in your life out and just rely solely on the relationship between you and your child because then they will never leave and they will always be around and you will never be disappointed, I would say. And here's a little tip from a couple of people who know. The more children you have, the more likely one of them is going to be rich. And then that rich one you can spend years and years and years guilting them so that they pay for you to go into a nursing home. With a bunker in it? With a bunker. <laughs> I mean, how many nursing homes have bunkers? I mean, what, 80, 90% of them? It's, it's rare. Oh, well, look, uh, we've been able to help a, a few people, and every week we're helping people through uh, Agony Grands. So if you need some help too, of course, you can write to us. We're here to care for you and make sure that you're not dead. Check out our socials. Uh, we're on Instagram, at Granny Bingo, or you can go to mm -hmm. Facebook, Edith Vale and Maureen McGillicuddy, and you can send us a little letter there and, you know, maybe chuck us a follow and uh, share our profiles with your friends. All we want to do is help. We were put on this earth to help. All right, time for a word from our sponsors. Yeah. During this difficult period, you need a friend to lean on. A friend who will stand by you and help you through to the other side. We're a huge multinational corporation and we're responding to this crazy mixed up pandemic by getting a sympathetic sounding voiceover artist to tell you that we're actually mates. He'll use words like uncertain and confusing. And during this uncertain and confusing time, you might even actually believe him. Because there's one thing that matters to us above all else, profits. On any other day, we wouldn't give a shit if you walked in front of a truck or asphyxiated during some weird sex thing. We've been raping the planet for years without a second thought, fuck. We even single-handedly made a species of frog go extinct with our illegally dumped chemical waste. But now that COVID-19 poses a very real threat to so many of us, we kind of care, up to a point. Because if you all die, our profits go down. So don't die, you fucktards. Because we want your fucking money. Remember, we're all in this together. Oh, gosh, I'm having so much fun. Are you having fun, love? I, I can't not. You know, the lack of uh, oxygen and daylight in this bunker just makes me have this childlike giddiness. And to our listeners, if you're sitting at home listening to this podcast and you're enjoying it as well and you'd like to support the podcast, did you know you can do that? 
Really? Really? Just by jumping on to patreon.com slash granny bingo. What was that address again? I didn't have a pen and paper. It's patreon.com slash granny bingo. Wow. I know. Isn't it amazing? If you jump on there, you can sign up and get all sorts of wonderful little rewards. And you'll also be helping us make a new podcast every week. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Now, speaking of people who love our podcast, we're about to talk to one of our very good friends from one of our favourite segments, Celebrity Cheer Up. Yeah, Celebrity Cheer Up. And uh, not only is he a good friend that loves the podcast, he's also very charitable and giving like the people that do our Patreon. This week, we're very excited to have the one and only Peter Hitchener. Peter Hitchener from Channel 9 News. Now, for those of you that uh, are outside of Melbourne, Peter Hitchin has been doing it on Channel 9 in Melbourne for yonks. And uh, he came along to Granny Bingo, didn't he, years ago, love? And he, he, oh, yeah, he was a guest. A terrific story. He uh, he was meant to be coming. We had him all booked in. And that night there was a terrorist siege in Melbourne. And he even came to the 86 where we do the bingo, came on stage and said, I'm really sorry, I've got to turn around and go back. Yes, he was the shortest guest we've ever had on stage. He was on stage for about 45 seconds before Channel 9 called him back. But he then came back a couple months later and spent the whole night with us. And gosh, he was a wonderful guest, wasn't he? He's just a sweetheart, cuddly teddy bear, and I'm in love with him. <laughs> Should I give him a call, <laughs> do you think? Yeah, give him a call. His okay. number's in the roller decks the over there, Lass. Heads for heads now. Yes. There we are. H for Hitchener. 0499999999. We might end up on the news. How embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> We'd hate to be the centre of attention like that. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, Pete. Hello, it's Peter speaking. Hello, Peter. Hello. It's, it's Nana Edith here, and I'm joined by my best oh. mate, Maureen. Hello. How marvellous hearing from you both. Haven't seen you in ages. It's and been of course, far we too all long. Have to, I have, and we have to stay home. Who, who saw this coming? Who I know. Well, well, you're the one that tells the news, Peter. If it was going to be anyone, it would be you, love. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe how quickly the, no. the world has changed. You know, we, we first started running coronavirus stories in late December or, or early January, but since then the world is absolutely a different place and yeah. one that nobody could have forecast. I know it's, it's tried to say, oh, we're in an uncharted territory, but the thing is nobody could really have predicted this apart from no. you know, epidemiologists. Oh, yes. I can hear Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> that's her. That's yeah. Caroline. That's Caroline. That's the guard dog. <laughs> uh, uh, Peter, now, how, does it, uh, how have you been going? Because obviously you need to go into the studio. Or do you have a full-size new studio at your house? Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> but I do have to go into work. However, our, our work has been divided into two teams. They mm. each work four days a week. So that if somebody <laughs> on one of the teams becomes unwell, touch wood then let's praise it that never happens the other team can keep producing the news every night i'm not allowed to go into the newsroom so i'm i'm in team hitchy i think and 
I'm allowed into my dressing room and I'm allowed into the studio, but keeping at least two or three metres oh. away from it, three or four people in there. And, and they've it. kept, they're that's keeping you by yourself. We've done something very similar at the Granny Bingo headquarters here. Maureen and I are on a team mm -hmm. and Caroline yeah. is on her own team by herself as far away from possible as us. Maureen and I were Wait. having a little chat before, love. How, how long have you been doing the news for? Uh, you know, I decided I was going to be in broadcasting doing news or something when I was at school, which, as you can imagine, was many decades ago now. Oh, yes, um, I can imagine. And my first job was in a radio station in Brisbane because I grew up in Queensland, and that was in about 1966. Mm. When the and currency changed. Yep, on the 14th of February, February, 1966. I'm surprised that you could remember that because that would have been way before your time. You flirt. You're a flirt. You're a flirt. <laughs> Maureen has a memory like an elephant. In fact, she's got quite a few... <laughs> Like an elephant, Pete. yeah. <laughs> That's very well, funny, what yeah. have you been doing in isolation to keep busy, love? Social media is is a beast that needs constant it does. attention, <laughs> and so I've I've dug up some some photographs. Some of them are quite oh, they make your make your hair stand on in some of the clothes <laughs> that I used to wear, and some of the hairdos. Whew, and uh, they sort of should come with a warning, but I always try to make fun of them because they are quite hilarious in hindsight. But I'm sure that both of you will have, will have occasionally had a little fashion faux pas. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, I, can't, I can't really see it. No, no, no. We got to about 1988. I went to my daughter's wedding, <laughs> Pete, in, uh, in, yeah. in uh, Adelaide. And I just oh, I stopped it. buying new clothes then. 1988 <laughs> was when I stopped. Yes, I still wear them today. And have, you, have they got padded shoulders? Yes, and, and the wonderful with, thing is, with, Peter, a lot of those frocks from the 80s were made out of a, a lovely polyester blend, so we don't even have to put yeah. them in the washing machine. You just give them a spray no. and a wipe and a wipe down. Oh, absolutely fine. Yeah, hang them on the line on a coat hanger, it's good that's as right. new. And in colours not found in nature, it's just perfect. It's uh, there's nothing natural <laughs> about what I put on my body, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, Pete, you're very, uh, you're very big in the... Uh, uh, charity, of course. In fact, you're in, uh, you've got an Order of Australia. That's pretty good. For the, for, we've got a lot of people who listen from overseas, not just Tasmania, but people uh, in New York. I noticed the other day, Edith, that someone's yes. listening. Well, uh, Montego and, Bay. Uh, we have four listeners in Montego Bay. Montego Bay. Amazing? For those people that live overseas, of course, they don't watch the Melbourne News. I, I wouldn't think. Oh, but but for how people, dare they? I know, I know, they should have it on on uh, Foxtel whatever's in the America in America every city in the world has a newsreader and, and for us we've been lucky to have you in Melbourne for such a long time that for generations you've been there every night in people's living rooms so first of all you bloody deserve the OAM congratulations oh thank you thank you and, and for I, all I of the work you do in charity that doubles it up you're a bloody nice bloke tell us about some of the charities that you uh, are the face oh. of ambassador and you work for well I'm very lucky to support a number of uh, I, I like to think of them as good causes things like the Eastern Health Foundation which is to do with the Box Hill Hospital Network mm -hmm. that goes out further into the east Barwon Health Oh, the Dogs, Dogs Victoria. I'm, I love being patron of Dogs Victoria because I get to go along to the occasional dog show. The thing about Dogs Victoria is it promotes responsible companion animal ownership. Even the magpies that come here in the morning for breakfast, uh, you know, we have a bit of a responsibility. And the, look, there are many. There are, I'm lucky to be involved in lots of good, good things. The, 
Breast Cancer Network, the, the Mother's Day uh, run is not on this year because of uh, social distancing, but something that we can support online and would urge everybody to do that. Now, when, now, this is something that I think you would both like. I hope you'll get to check out the Dingo Sanctuary at Tulin Vale. I grew up knowing about dingoes, knowing, well, they've been part of the Australian landscape forever. Well, forever try 30,000 years or maybe more. Is that yes. right? And, yes. And uh, we had a lovely story in the news about a dingo that dropped from the sky, which really did happen. It was in the, the, the clutches of an eagle, what? a wedge-tailed eagle, and managed to free itself, fell into the garden of, uh, of a family who took it to the vet who treated the injury <laughs> suffered by the, uh, the claw of the eagle and said, yeah, I think this is a dingo. So they did a DNA test. Well, it's not a pug. <laughs> it's not a pug. And, it, and I'd urge anyone, support the Dingo Sanctuary if you can, because it's quite uplifting. And if you can get there and have a little interaction with the dingoes, you will absolutely love them. They're glorious. Wonderful. We, uh, we got uh, you on because, uh, you know, obviously the audience at Granny Bingo loved you. In fact, they came twice for you. And uh, they loved <laughs> you. So we wanted, to, we wanted to get you on here. No one's come to us <laughs> Very long time at Granny Bingo, so that was and, and and we asked you to bring along a little joke to cheer up our listeners because they're all stuck at home and knowing our audience, their homes would be very depressing places. Now here's the thing. I'm not good at telling jokes, and you're about to find that out, I, so I never tell them. This is about the best I can do at short notice, so wish me luck. And if there is a long silence, uh, a long embarrassed silence at the end, that's fine. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, Don't worry, so we'll edit in the laughter from Rhonda Birchmore's joke. Right? <laughs> oh, isn't she divine? Isn't she oh, Rhonda Birchmore, I love her. Love isn't her. she wonderful? My joke is this, and it's not original, so blame someone else. A turtle was crossing a road. It was mugged by two snails. Emergency services said, what happened? The shock turtle said, oh, I still don't know. It all happened so fast. Oh, isn't that shocking? I'm sorry. No, that's now lovely, Peter. That's, that's nice and wholesome. I, I, like, I reckon you should join us for the comedy festival next year with jokes like that. Oh, now, here's the thing about the comedy festival i really think we have to find a way of supporting people who are involved in live performance because suddenly actors musicians comedians are without work people in the industry and, and just people in the broader community if you can think of a way for us to support these things please let me know it is a good idea we might set, uh, post some links for those those causes with yeah. this uh, this episode of our podcast uh, you can go onto the comedy festival website and still make donations to the artists you know that would be a direct way well pete we really appreciate your time to, to come on and have a chat with us we really thank so much it. Yeah. now listen you'll give us a call if you need anything won't you pete i certainly will and i thank you very much and and i know that i cannot invite myself on your logie award deserving show but um, if ever somebody drops out and you think, God, where are we going to get somebody in a hurry from? I'll always be delighted to meet you. You're, you're always right. our well, second would, choice. I would love to have you back. We've always had We'll chat to you soon, love. All right. See you, Pete. Thank you. See you, Pete. Cheers. Thanks, so. Let's go. This is your radio, your station. Forget about the department store. These are the DJs you've been after. Granny Bingo. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm almost sad to say it uh, on Anzac Day weekend, but that brings us to the end 
of another episode of Granny Bingo Wireless. Have you had a wonderful time, Edith? Oh, I am. And you know what? Singing that song at the start of the podcast has really got the bad vibes, the bad juju out of my system. And uh, I'm feeling top notch. And look, listeners, as always, I just want to thank you so much for your ongoing support, whether you are supporting us through the Patreon or just by giving us a nice review or or sharing the podcast with your friends. And uh, we hope that when we release our video clip, you'll be able to share that with your mates as well. And uh, I don't know, I'm guessing it's not his real name, uh, Nick Alexander, someone on Facebook, please stop sending us pictures of your penis. And see a doctor as well, I would recommend, that it's that there's something wrong with that, you know. God loves all his creatures, great and small, but that one was a mistake. I think he might have fallen asleep when he made that one. Yeah. It looks like he was just he was just scribbling on a piece of paper when he drew you. Yeah, I think he got mixed up with the sweet potatoes. Mm. All the best, Nicholas, too. Uh, well, uh, next week, we've got a big episode for you. Yes, make sure you tune in next week. We'll uh, teach you how to dissect a house cat. Well, I'll be doing it by the podcast. I'll be teaching you how to do the nut bush. And, of course, I will guess your favourite number. But until then, remember, we'll meet again. Don't know where, don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. From us at Granny Bingo to you and yours. Good on you, love. Goodbye. Hero. <laughs> used to let me lick her beaters. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just had a vision of Mrs. G- Mrs. Gunt's beaters. <laughs> yes. They were always dripping. <laughs> <laughs> were they tasty? Yeah, yum, yum, yum. Uh, and my, my mother... My mother used to let me lick her beaters.